0: Hi, welcome to Sullivan Stories. I'm your host, Tom Castle, and our guest for this episode is Maggie Knott. Maggie, how are you?
1: Good, how are
0: you? Just great, just great. Where are you now?
1: I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida, Sunshine State.
0: (laughs) Are you on a ship or at home?
1: Uh, Right now I'm at home. We actually just got back from a trip yesterday. I'm currently working on the research vessel Weatherberg 2.
0: Oh, and what kind of research do they do?
1: Uh, pretty much running the gamut. It's a lot of mapping, um, anything from sediment samples to a lot of CTDs. Uh, we've got a really cool trip coming up with the U.S. Navy. We're not really sure exactly what that's going to entail yet, but that's about a month like a week-long trip coming up that'll be cool um we know that it has something to do with whales that's all we know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just all over the place i mean we work a lot with like the undergrad students our other boats going down to key west right now to do a dive trip and of course water sampling and whatnot along the way so it'll be cool
0: and um when it comes to tall ships can you tell me how you started where and when
1: Ooh. I started on the beautiful tall ship, Wendy. And I think that was either in Chicago, Illinois, and that was uh, either 2007 or 2008. I can't really remember off the top of my head.
0: Okay, I'm thinking it might have been... I thought it was before that. Because I thought... It might be. <laughs> I think it was before that. I was, you were definitely there in 2008. Because that's when... Right. That's when the Dennis Sullivan needed a crew to do uh, to do a a Lake Superior trip. And and um, I think it was Jamie Trost who called me at the Windy Dock and said, can you lend us some of your crew?
1: Right. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I was definitely there for that. so I must have started like 2007, maybe late 2006.
0: Uh, Probably 2006, because I was on Friends Goodwill in 2007.
1: oh okay so yeah Dang. can you believe
0: it's been? can you believe it's been that long no
1: no that's like 14 15 years
0: yep exactly that's exactly
1: insane.
0: what do you wish you knew when you first started that you know now
1: um I think like the number one thing was just to have like patience I didn't have as much patience so I'd always get really frustrated whenever I didn't understand anything and then like, after a while, I've definitely learned it, (laughs) and learned, you know, really to kind of just use all of my skills all together in order to be able to figure things out a little bit easier, so I would definitely say, like, if I could go back and, like, tell myself something, I'd be like, you know, just chill out, be a little more patient, things will be all right.
0: (laughs) I like that, I like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, It was funny, Abby Werner was talking about, uh, we were talking about books, and she was saying one of the one of the inspirations was actually Moby Dick. Do you have any books or movies or any other inspirations like that?
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie as cheesy as it is. I have like, I think one of my first crushes was Kirk Douglas in 20,000 leagues under the sea. (laughs) So I think that naturally kind of, that was like a kind of inspiration. Um, I always wanted to study sharks. I was always obsessed with sharks. So That was kind of my thing to try and move into living in like Midwest suburbs of Chicago and figure out a way to get into marine biology. And I was like, well, you know, working on a boat would be a good step in the right direction and sure it wouldn't hurt. And that was when I found the Windy. And then the Windy just kind of steered me for literally a different course. (laughs) And then I ended up getting pretty obsessed with boats after that and still there 15 years later
0: (laughs) oh man that is that is for sure um who um who are your mentors uh, as you were going along
1: uh I think to start with one of the people that like just gave me a shot like straight out of nowhere would be Bob Marti, the guy who built Wendy yeah I remember like he I didn't have any boat experience really like I had some you know having a boat on the lake with my family that was about it and i just thought it was so cool in my interview and i think he also just kind of thought that my last name was funny so he had like a joke about that but that was like one of the coolest things to have somebody like so kind to like take me on not having any experience and just having you know belief in me it was pretty awesome
0: yeah yep Ashley's book of not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Margaret Ashley's book of not.
0: <laughs> you know that
1: was my middle name too.
0: No, what?
1: Ashley. Yeah.
0: Destiny, you had no choice in this matter whatsoever.
1: I didn't. I did not. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Captain kiss, duh, that's just a given, and I'm not just saying that's because we're, like, talking about Sullivan right now, like, hands down, she was one of the most inspiring people to me in the maritime industry, and, like, one of the reasons she was so inspiring is because, like, even though she could be the captain, she was just, like, awesome to her crew all the time, she would still, like, sit there and just, like, stand belaying pins and, like, still be doing work just because she loved it so much like that was the coolest part and the most inspiring thing so I'd say her um I mean the captain I work with right now is pretty awesome I really really like Captain Boomer and he's taught me a lot as far as like research like working on research vessels and the patience that guy's had is incredible so yeah of course Thomas you don't kid yourself (laughs)
0: We're talking about the cowboy boot uh, incident i remember but...
1: oh yes i still have my i got boots up there right now buddy don't you worry
0: <laughs> actually the fellow who first took me sailing the very very first time was uh going around the world with arthur kimberly on romance and he either wore no shoes at all or he wore cowboy boots my because... man <laughs> Because they're great to go aloft in, you know. And when the shrouds come, you know, go down to like two inches, you can still stick that boot in there. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always think about that. What's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it?
1: My biggest failure, like as an incident?
0: Ooh. Doesn't have to be you. I mean, but it could be, you know, something you were involved in where it was just like, you know, kind of changed everything. Or gave Um... you or gave you skills that you didn't know you had.
1: Uh, I mean, I would say there's one organization, I'm not going to say who it is because is, I'm not that person. But it is like, there's always kind of a discord between both in the office. Like no matter what organization I've worked for, there's always been that issue. One organization has been vastly worse than I've ever seen it. And it is pretty common. I think it's something that needs to be recognized in the maritime industry. I think a lot of people in the office side don't realize how undervalued the crew really is and how much the boats need the work and how important that is. And and the worst part about it, I'd say, like, that I experienced as a failure maybe is that I almost, like, want to get out of working on the water side and get into the office side to try and change that because it's just so repetitive everywhere you go. It's just, it it is a failure, you know, and especially with tall ships it's already a dwindling art and it really sucks when you see people who are just like taking advantage of it getting these fat salaries while the crew make like penny like chump change and they're doing majority of the work Ugh, that's what i would say
0: i definitely get that i definitely get that <laughs> what tall ship myth would you like to debunk like what myth is like absolute not my true?
1: favorite one uh women are not bad luck <laughs> be
0: it (laughs) (laughs) quite the opposite I love that what advice do you have for people who are just interested in sailing maybe either pursuing it as a career or pursuing it as a volunteer
1: go and do it go get involved in it I mean all it takes is either just walking up to a boat and being like hey I'm really interested in this and just go ahead and talk with some people. And I always reach out whenever anybody comes to me and they're interested, they hear about what I've done or anything. I'm like, here you go. I'll gladly, like, I'll even look for you. (laughs) Like, Here's the banker. Here, you can go sign up as a volunteer to start, you know? Just go, you know, make that an initial movement and you won't regret it. That's pretty much the best, best advice I could give.
0: Yeah, I was always surprised at just how easy it is. What does the word shipmate mean to you?
1: It's not just somebody that you work with. You know, everybody's going to the bathroom the same place. You got to see them all at dinner time every day. And I mean, even with people that I personally would never have hung out with outside of working on boats, or even if it was a person I didn't really care for when I worked on a boat, still afterwards, we'd all end up with family no matter what, or just, you know, friends literally out forever. Like, Anytime I could pull into port, I could talk to people that I didn't even get along with as well when I was on the boat, but then off the boat, we'd see each other and it would be amazing, you know? So I would say, you know, that's a, a good, good person to have in your life. That's for sure.
0: Definitely. What's, um, what's your favorite Dennis Sullivan story, whether you were in it or not?
1: Ooh, I mean, there's so many good ones though. That's not fair. But like the Den- the trip I did on the Dennis album was like hands down one of my favorite trips ever. It was it was just awesome from like the first day I met everybody to <laughs> this time we almost sank to saving the boat. I think I think the moment after when we pulled into Charleston and that was like the first time I'd ever gone to Charleston too. Um, we had some issues on the boat that were pretty hairy. And also, I was, like, really, really new. It was, like, my first long-distance transit, so I, would like, was kind of ignorance and bliss sort of deal. And uh, when we all got back, I mean, it was just, like, the most amazing joy that we all had. <laughs> and just all immediate family and just laughing about it. Um, I don't know if you really want me to go into detail about it. I don't know if we, I don't want to off badly or anything or say anything out of line but i mean it was it was a hairy thing i was having a blast I was <laughs> awesome. but, but other people were definitely like damaged years after
0: <laughs> i think now we'll save the we'll save the the other parts of those stories for the for the bar i think yeah good. yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, I, th- I think so much so much of it is just the stories. It's just, you know, and yeah. after the ship is, you know, the ships are gone or you're at another port or another ship, you still take those stories with you. It's hugely important.
1: It is. It is. I mean, it is something that like makes you. And even those times when like you go through it, you don't even realize how like just you don't appreciate like the event right then and there it's like the storytelling afterwards that like really helps you appreciate it and, you know kind of laugh at things whether they're good or bad so i agree 100 percent.
0: i love it well maggie thank you for being on sullivan's stories and if you are a past or current professional crew member and would like to be part of the podcast or just have a story you'd like to share. Please uh, write to me at Tom at TomCastle.com. That's T-O-M at dot ecom Thanks so much, Maggie.
1: Thanks.